Welcome to the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast with your host, Mr. G. For those about to learn, we salute you. Hello, party people. Thank you for joining us today on the Punk Rock Preschool Podcast, where we are changing the world one classroom at a time. That classroom is your classroom. I'm your host, Jared Geller, Mr. G, and I can't wait to get into this week's topic, which is keeping parents up to date and involved by using social media. Right now, I know it can be hard to keep in contact every week with families, whether you're writing a newsletter or you're making positive phone calls home or you're just texting, trying to, or maybe you're trying to schedule home visits. Sometimes it's easier said than done. So how would you like to communicate with parents daily, keep them up to date and happy, and at the same time, clear up that busy, your already busy schedule? So I'm saying communicate with parents every day and save time. How? Well, find out on this week's episode. So you want parents to be involved and always up to date. And there's lots of ways to do this. Like the traditional ways are positive phone calls home and newsletters and emails and home visits. But just because you want better communication with parents, it is a lot of work. And sometimes the school year really does take over and the days just keep going. You know, it's just always one thing after another and you get overwhelmed because you're trying and you want to. So let's, let's take an example. Let's say you decide to make positive phone calls home for a list of students, maybe half the class on Monday. But then some not-so-positive things happen on Monday, and you decide that it was a rough day, and you're frustrated, and you don't have the, you know, you're not as positive as you want to be right now, so you're going to call tomorrow. But then you forget that there's a staff meeting tomorrow, and so, and you had dinner planned, so your night is, is running kind of tight, so you say, I'm going to call on Wednesday. And then you make a couple calls on Wednesday, but a few parents don't pick up. And then you still have the whole list of the other half of the class to call, and it's all ba- your schedule's all backed up now. And you have to get that weekly newsletter that you promised ready. And you have to lesson plan for next week. And you look at this long list ahead and you, you have to figure out, oh my God, I got to call all these people pretty much in the next two days. And I don't really want to call them on a Friday afternoon. So I'll, I'll just call them all next week. And so as this has happened to me, and I, I hope I'm not the only person that it's happened to, but as much as you want to communicate with parents, sometimes it falls to the back burner. I mean, after all, you want to call them with good news and in good spirits, not when you're feeling worn out and exhausted. And sometimes that happens and you have a plan and then the day takes a lot out of you. And it's not even that you don't have the energy to call. It's that you don't want to fake it. You want to really be genuine and be excited and really offer great news. So you're going to wait until you feel you feel that really deeply and personally and, and, and uh, authentically. And sometimes that might take, uh, sometimes with feeling that and then also having the time to make the phone calls and having the energy and then getting parents on the phone, I mean, it's, it's a kind of a crapshoot sometimes. So we have to start building parent communication into our teaching. And that's what we're going to get into in this episode, where we stop making it a separate task altogether, where if you're sharing student work, why not share it with parents too? And this doesn't mean texting every parent a picture of the student work, although that's a good thing to do as well uh, when some students do something awesome, text, them, text parents a picture or a video. But We're about to discuss all the different ways that you can use social media to share all the great things you're doing in your classroom and keep parents up to date, informed, happy, and wanting to participate and get involved in your classroom. Moving from that, let's go into the mindset shift where our old mindset is teaching and parent communication. They happen at different times. You teach during the day, you talk with parents after school. But why don't we have a new mindset where you can communicate with parents while you teach, which doesn't mean you're texting parents while you're in the middle of a lesson, but 
It means posting your updates to social media, creating social media channels that are private and for your classroom. So when your class does something, you say, I'm gonna send this all, guys, great job. You just did an awesome, awesome job. You worked so hard on this. I'm gonna send a picture of your work, like a, a class craft or anything, that, or students' individual work. I'm gonna send this to your parents. And you can just post it to these social media accounts that we're about to get into. Makes it so much easier on your day. It keeps parents up to date, keeps them involved, keeps them happy, keeps them satisfied. And it's the 21st century. Everybody's on social media and you can have a class Instagram, a private class Facebook group, a YouTube channel to share your lessons, to share the pictures of your classwork and post updates there. So even creating a private blog, all these different things are going to have kids feeling super happy that their work is celebrated and even more parents don't have to ask students, what did you learn in school today? And wait for them to tell them, you know, hopefully they remember they can see it themselves. They can start that conversation themselves. Hopefully students remember what they learned and can start it. You know, that's a big goal of the, of, uh, the life skills stuff that we teach in punk rock preschool. But at the same time, giving parents that context where they can ask the right follow-up questions, they can help their kids remember, and they can get more details out of them. And then kids and parents, they know what's going on and kids love sharing their day with their parents. Like it's not like they don't want to, um, at this age, but when parents can say, oh, I saw you did this. What a great job. Oh my God. The kids, students feel so great about that. So that all happens when you start building these networks online through social media with parents. And let's get into them right now. So first head to punkrockpreschool.com slash 015 for this episode and get our episode freebie, which is our parent survey, which is a survey. It's in English and Spanish that you can give out to parents at the beginning of the year where it just shows how much you care. It shows that you're asking parents things like, what are your, what are your child's favorite uh well favorite interests favorite toys favorite TV shows things that you can help relate to the, relate to them it's asking about the family it's asking about what the family values are it's asking about what the parents most importantly um is what are the parents goals what do they want for their child what do they want for their child out of this school year what do they want for their child out of life because once parents feel involved in setting those goals in the classroom it's not just I'm the teacher I say this is what we're learning this year. Ask the parents what they want their child to learn. And if it's more than what you're teaching, then help that child get there. And if it's less, then get parents excited and say, hey, we're going to learn all that and way more. So that's what the parent survey is all about. Please head there. And like I said, it's just about being upfront with parents. It's getting, getting them excited about the school year. Also, if you're going to have these social media accounts, make sure that you get the necessary forms from your district. Uh... Ask parents if they want to opt into it. Try to explain why it's going to be such a beneficial learning process, which I'm going to get into throughout this episode. Um, but give parents lots of options for Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, you know, because maybe parents don't want you see seeing their tweets or seeing what they post on Facebook. So you can create other options like Instagram where they can have a private Instagram account and still see what's happening. So in the parent survey, present lots of options, which we're going to get into right now, which is Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, and Twitter. And we will talk about how to use each of these social media platforms, at least some ideas. I'm sure you can come up with plenty of other better ideas and great ideas too. So, and ones that work for your classroom. And we'll get into them right now. How to use Facebook. Strategy number two, how to use Facebook or a private blog as well, basically for updates. So this is kind of your newsletter idea translated to Facebook. Create a private group or a private blog. You can also make private blogs and I'll leave links in the show notes for 
how to either privatize your WordPress blog or how to make your a blogger blog private. And you can post updates on there. You can post pictures. You can post what you would write as a newsletter. You can post what you're doing each day, the question of the day each day, all those different things. You can post pictures of crafts that you're working on, what letters you're working on, what uh, what common core standards, anything you want that you want parents to know, you can just post there. And it doesn't have to be formatted nicely and it doesn't have to be in letter format. It can just be, this is a resource hub. This is everything we're learning. I'm just going to post it as we do it because that's pretty much what I did in the, my classroom. Um, and what it does is this little Facebook group, either a private Facebook group or the blog, because you know some parents aren't are probably not going to want you to see what they post on Facebook. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I'm friends with mostly all my parents on Facebook if they have one, but some people won't have one, so that's why the blog is a uh, another option. As I was saying in strategy one, present lots of lots of options. But this creates a community. The Facebook group creates community. Parents can talk to each other about events. They can talk to each other about parties. Uh, they can share videos with you and it's a great place to just share things. I shared my uh, videos on Facebook. I shared all of our students did election speeches when we we're learning about government. So all those speeches are up on Facebook for parents to see and for parents to share with with their families and with their networks, um, which makes them really happy to say, you know, hey, look what my son learned. Look what my daughter learned. And they can post it on Facebook and show all their people. So lots of opportunities for sharing, for networks, for parents becoming friends with one another, for setting up play dates, for setting up I mean, even just solving problems like carpooling and things like that, there's so much conversation that can happen within these Facebook groups, and it really builds an actual community where the families in your classroom are talking and working together and getting to know each other and seeing each other's personalities. And at the very least, they're they have each other's Facebooks and they can talk to one another that way um, if they ever have a question or if they ever want to, uh, I don't know, you know, set up a play date or whatever. So that's how Facebook works. Let's do strategy number three is Instagram, which I used Instagram all the time. And the Instagram stuff was also being posted to Facebook, posted to Twitter. Um, you know, it was, you can have it all cross posting or you can't, or you don't have to, you can do it for different stuff. But I used Instagram for classwork, for model work. I took a picture of our questions of the day after we answered them, when we did experiments, you know, if we had little short videos, like uh, when my kids, I, I just posted something of the students, um, chanting about science and doing a science chant because they love science so much. I caught that and put it on Instagram. I have a video on there about uh, all the kids were telling me the chicken crossed the road because because he was hungry and there was food on the other side. So, I have that. so you can post little videos like cute things or you could post lots of model work, you know, hang the work up outside your classroom and take a picture of all the class work. And you know, these are really easy ways to update families on what's going on. And you could hashtag whatever you're learning about and some good hashtags on Instagram or hashtag teachers follow teachers ha and hashtag teachers of Instagram. Those are things that I hashtag on like all my posts now, which I didn't do that so much when I was doing this, but you learn as you go. Um, so yeah, connect with other teachers on there. And on Instagram, it's great because if you have an Instagram account, you can make it private. So nobody has to see, you know, if parents are, want their privacy, they can still see what you're posting and you can make your account private as well. And only accept parents so you can keep everything private and they can keep it private so that's why instagram is a really great thing and it's just picture updates so that's awesome and speaking of picture updates strategy number four is pinterest so more pictures for you to go through and see what you like so use your the crafts that you develop in class or the experiments that you do or just anything you want to do you're not going to get to everything every little piece so have your pinterest available for parents to see all the stuff that you're doing all the stuff you want to do um, if kids develop a passion about something, let parents follow that board so they have all the ac access to all those activities, all the things that you, teacher approved, you think are great resources, activities, concepts 
related to whatever topic it is. So give parents, that's a huge resource hub by uh, giving parents access to your Pinterest. And I'm sure that's, you know, not anything anybody's got a problem with. Uh, and Pinterest is just amazing because, I mean, I use it more than anything else. It, it taught me how to be a teacher more than anything outside of a actual experience in the classroom. So like I said, you won't get to everything. And some, some lessons are just too individualized. You don't, you can't do them for a whole group or you can't even do them in small groups because they require so much time to work individually with everybody. Um, so make your Pinterest account into a resource hub for parents to do those activities at home. And you can also just link them to your Pinterest account and say, Hey, if you guys want to you know, on that Facebook post, we learned about this topic this week. We learned about living things and habitats. If you want more activities on living things and habitats, here's a whole list of them. Here's a bunch of stuff that some we got to, some we didn't. Another great way to communicate with parents, keep them up to date, keep them informed, give them all the tools to, remember what I talked about with the parent survey, you guys both have the same goals. You both are on the same page working towards the same thing. So share resources. Pinterest is a perfect way to do that. Strategy number five YouTube. So we used YouTube for music. And I mean, you could put your lessons up there if you wanted to create a channel where you talk, you know, or you could put experiments, just moments in the classroom, anything you could throw on YouTube. Uh, I believe you can make it your channel private on YouTube as well. Um, we used it for entrepreneurship as we made music videos with, with uh, green screens and using iMovie, which is actually very, very simple. Uh, if you want to, if you want to know how to do that, just leave a comment or send me an email at info at punk rock preschool. And I'll be happy to explain how to set up a green screen in your classroom and make these kinds of music videos. I'll also put a link to Donors Choose because we got our camera through Donors Choose. Um, and I love Donors Choose. I can't rave about it enough. But kids kids love YouTube. So by making videos of just you teaching on you and putting them on YouTube, student, you know, our students, they watch everything on YouTube. I, I saw something on Twitter the other day that somebody said that their, their child, they tucked them in to say goodnight and their child said, don't forget to subscribe because they watch so much YouTube that they think don't forget to subscribe means goodbye. And I mean, that's, that's a little extreme. It's, and it's funny, but kids, they, if they see themselves on YouTube, it would be like, it'd be like us seeing ourselves on TV when we were kids. Like this is where all their celebrities are. This is where anything they want to watch. It's on the tablet. It's on the phone. It's on YouTube. So if they can see themselves on YouTube, on the phone, on the tablet, they're going to think that they are just as important which they are probably more important than half the celebrities that they watch on these platforms so youtube is a really powerful thing for just kids to feel empowered but you can also share your lessons and share what you want from the classroom uh via video another resource for parents just kind of like how pinterest was um another thing too is i use playlists all the time playlists all the time to inspire my kids to show them the coolest videos to help them teach with you know uh, you can fill out our Teach What You Love checklist where I'll send you these videos uh, every month. I'll send you awesome videos for each topic because that's some of my favorite things to do is showing kids amazing videos from these YouTube playlists that I have for each different subject for living things and habitats, for showing them plants growing in, in a time lapse and moving and shaking and dan basically dancing in a really beautiful way. Like It's mind-blowing stuff for them. Anything that makes students say, wow, cool, that's what I love. So YouTube is a great resource for that. And then you can also share those playlists with parents so they can just throw on some interesting, awesome playlists and kids can just sit in front of the, in front of the iPad watching educational stuff with their, with their mouths gaping open just thinking this is awesome. And that's pretty cool. Strategy number six, 
using Twitter, and you can use Twitter for pretty much anything um, because it's Twitter. But this is something I didn't do, but I think it would be an awesome idea if y'all did it or, you know, I wish I did it, is just using Twitter for student quotes. You're not going to get something gold every day. Um, but, you know, kids, you know, kids say some hilarious, really, really funny stuff. And a lot of the time you can break it down into a tweet or, or two tweets and, and communicate the point. And it's just, it was just, it's just a fun thing to do. I mean, you, like I said, you can use Twitter for anything. You can post all your stuff on Twitter or none of your stuff, but let me just give you some, some, some Twitter quotes that I think would be great from, from my classroom. Um, so one time I asked the kids if, uh, I said, a genie, you guys know how it is where you, you kind of like leave the end of the sentence off and you let them finish, you know, fill in the blanks. So I said, all right, we were talking about a genie. I said, a genie in Aladdin, the genie gives you three. And one of my kids calls out dollars. He gives you three dollars. I'm like, man, that is a bad genie. Three dollars. And then another, another fun one is Alexa said, I, I showed them a Nautilus shell. And I said, does anybody know what, what a Nautilus shell is? And she goes, oh, I know. I go, oh, you know what Nautilus is? She goes, yeah, like you're not a listening. Which, I mean, she's like a language genius. Like, she has so many little wordplay things. I'm looking at this list of all the funny quotes from, from my years teaching, and there's so many of them are, are Alexa just playing, playing on language. Uh, here's another, another great one um, that was, you know, perfect for a tweet. I mean, who knows if it's going to get it, you know, probably not going to go viral or anything, but it's just fun to, to do. Um, and the students can also start writing on Twitter themselves, too. They can start tweeting tweeting out their own thoughts um, once a year goes on. But I, the last one is when we were learning about photosynthesis, I asked the kids, uh, it was way after we learned photosynthesis, actually. This was like months after, and I was, and I was bringing it back up uh, in relation to something else. And I said, so when a plant makes the food from the sun, it's called, and uh, one, of the, one of my little girls, Carolina, she goes, uh, photolicious. I was just like, yeah, photolicious, yeah. I mean, that's probably what the plant says when he eats the he eats the sunlight. He goes, oh, that was that was photolicious, or she, you know, who knows what what gender plants are. Um, regardless, they're photolicious. Um, so all this stuff, you could throw it on Twitter. That's just the last strategy, strategy number six. So if you want to use what we're talking about in the classroom, please head over to punkrockpreschool.com/slash-zero-one-five. Get our parent survey, which has all the questions to start the year right. To get on the same page as parents, have the par parents understanding how much you care, get their social media contact, get all the information that you need. And hopefully enough of them are on social media. I don't know what the situation is like, you know, every school district, every area is different. Um, but hopefully enough are on social media throughout these different channels that you can reach all of them by using these different channels. And if nobody's on any type of social media, then at the very least, you can make that private, you can make that blog post and you could set things up with if this, then that, which is a, a program, I'll leave a link in the show note where if you make a post on your blog post, it can automatically send an email or it can automatically post to Facebook. Um, so there's ways to not do tons of work, you know, to do one thing and just basically post from your phone and just upload stuff from your phone as, as you do it in class. Because that was the whole point that I said at the beginning is it's going to be less work because you're building the communication into your day. So all you're doing really is taking pictures of stuff in your class and then posting it or taking videos of stuff in your class and then posting it to a social media account where it's like a, where it's a class community. So if we're going into actionable next steps, that's the one thing you should do. Talk to parents, see if they're okay with this, get those forms from your district. You may have to edit the form to fit your needs. If you do, you know, make sure you have that approved as well. If you have to touch the form at all or edit it and talk to your principal, I'm sure they'll be able to help you take care of whatever social media forms are because Plenty of districts, I'm sure every district, 
uses pictures of their students on their social media accounts to show off student work. So they have the forms and it's allowed, but make sure the par parents have to be okay with it and kids have to be okay with it and the district has to be okay with it. But once all that's in place, get that survey, ask the parents those questions, and then start creating those social media accounts and add parents, those private social media accounts and add parents. And as a result, parents are going to be happy, informed, involved. I mean, I still have great relationships with all my parents. I still talk to them on Facebook and, and Snapchat and uh, plenty of other stuff. Snapchat's another good one to add. I'm not going to go back and edit it in here, but you can, you know, Snapchat is another thing, fun one where you can just send parents snaps. They do like that. So what you can see is that parents are going to be happy because kids are coming home and they're sharing what they learned. Parents know what they learned. And there's a lot of power in that and starting that conversation, giving parents the tools to start and continue that conversation. Uh, I just bought a book from Dr. Steve Perry, who runs Diddy's Charter Schools in New York. Uh, he might run them in other places as well. Sorry, Dr. Perry, if, if, you, if you do, I'm sure you do more than that if, if you're listening. Um, but he has this awesome quote on the back of his book where it says, when we ask our kids, what did you do in school today? And they mumble, nothing. They're telling the truth. He's right. Like, that's, that's the case. My dad, me and my dad were just talking about it the other day. He's like, oh, I always used to ask you what you learned in school. And I said, yeah, but there were a lot of times that I said nothing. And it didn't mean that I wasn't listening in school or I wasn't paying attention. It was like, I really didn't, you know, there were days where you didn't learn anything, which is a shame. And when you post this stuff for parents to have access to and they know what's going on in your classroom, not that your students at that age are probably gonna be like, no, I didn't learn nothing. But this really, I mean, prove to parents that you are learning something. Show them we are learning a lot. This is how we're doing it. This is the pace that we're moving at. So they know exactly how to do it themselves. And they can see, wow, like you look at the first picture of the year and then you look at the last picture of the year, the first post of the year, the last post of the year. I mean, that growth is all there. It's right in front of you, which is a really cool thing to show and to highlight. So major takeaways, what to do, increase parent communication and involvement by creating a community for parents and the classroom online. So why should we do this? Because go to where they are. They are online, it's 21st century. Take all the privacy precautions first. Let me stress that again over the third time. Take all the privacy precautions first, but go to where they are. Don't ask them to come to you or that's, the, that's, that's like, that's 20th century or early 21st century. You know, we are in the future now, so we can do everything online. We don't need to be writing handwritten newsletters or printed out newsletters. Um, we can be texting, we can be using social media, we can be talking to parents all at once. If you want to text parents, I know there's different apps um, to text everybody without anybody seeing that you're sending a group text. I'll leave uh, one or two of those in the show notes as well. Um, because So why do we do this? Because kids can talk, it lets kids talk to the parents about their day, or it makes it, it facilitates that even more. And parents can then work with kids and reinforce the concepts at home because you've given them access to your YouTube playlist, to your Pinterest um, to your Pinterest crafts and your Pinterest activities. You've given them access to your explanations of stuff on Facebook and exactly how everything's breaking down. They have the pace of your year. They know all these things. Parents have all the tools. Kids have all the tools. It's a really empowering experience and it ends up being less work and less time scrambling to contact parents because you're communing with, you're communicating with them daily throughout the day as you, as you do stuff, as you share things, as you finish, as you post stuff. And it's effortless. Thank you for listening. And I hope you are one step closer to making the classroom of your dreams come true. 
Please follow us on social media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and our email list. And to receive that parent survey, go to punkrockpreschool.com slash 015 and download that freebie right now uh, to start next year off perfectly with parents. Have them on the same page. You guys are just both working in tandem to help these students unleash their potential on the world. Um, also, if you have any hilarious student quotes that you didn't get to tweet out, please leave them in the comments. Um, I, you know, I love reading hilarious quotes from little kids. They're, they're always awesome. Um, I saw something on, on a social media the other day in one of the, one of the Facebook groups um, for early childhood where somebody, a kid had a, had a hook, a rusted hook, and the teacher asked, you know, what, what are you doing with that? What do you have in your hand? He goes, oh, it's just a dirty hooker, which is hilarious. Uh, that might be funnier than anything I heard in my classroom even, uh, but I did keep some stories to myself to share later. Anyway, please leave those quotes in the comments. I'd love to see it. Connect on social media. I'll leave all my social media stuff in the show notes so you can see. Didn't exactly use it the way I described it in this, um, but that doesn't mean you can't do it better than I did. And you could just just connect on social media because I'd love to see how you're doing this and how you're using it and um, the ways that you're reaching out to parents and, and even wider, spreading your reach even wider. So connect on social media. And uh, like I said, I'll leave the links in the show, no- the show notes. And if there's anything you want me to discuss on future episodes, please reach out. Let's work together to change the world one classroom at a time. Until next time, keep rocking.